Oh boy, it's the Doom to Fail podcast. My name is Tim Dobbs. With me, as ever, is Catherine Kogert. Hey. Hey. Catherine, what have you been up to? Um, I, well, when I first woke up, the first thing I thought of, because I woke up at 10 on the dot, and I was like, oh no, Tim's going to be <laughs> ready to go. But fortunately, that wasn't the case. Yeah. I like this... Um, um, Mutual lateness, really. I need to surround myself with people who are also going to like. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I've been meeting people, um, uh, independent radio producers, because I just like mm-hmm. email them, be like, "Hey, would you like to meet?" And then they do, and that's great. And then I'm always a little late, so I'll get there like three, four minutes late, and I'm like, "Oh no, bad first impression." And then they'll like roll in twenty minutes late, and they're like, "I'm so <laughs> sorry, I don't have my shit together." <laughs> <laughs> so is this an industry for people who don't have their shit together? Uh, I think most industries are for people who don't have their shit together. Oh my god, okay, good. Yeah, I think engineering good. is one of the few that is not for people who don't have their shit together. Oh boy. Yeah, in fact, actually, I, I don't know. I think that's why think... they pay you so much, is because you're just sort of expected to have your shit together generally. <laughs> I think maybe I do have my shit together, but I'm surrounded with people who are older than me and have their shit even more together. Yeah, yeah, well, it takes time to grow, you know? Yeah, I think it does. It's like a chia oh. pet. You've got to love it for a while. It's like how I was describing moving into this building. It's like, your life will have no problems when you move into this building. In fact, there will be so few problems that you will be forced to become a better person, because that's the only struggle you'll be able to find. Uh, 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 uh. Interesting. I've never I've never really thought of moving as um, sort of a, a time for self-discovery, but I suppose it really is. You know, I think it's very much because I'm moving to a place that's like, this is your whole life experience. It's not just like a place to put your furniture. Mm. So what We're you're saying you is... We're going to give you all the amenities and all that crap. You're saying is uh, this this apartment takes away the excuses. Yes. No, it absolutely takes away the excuses. When they have like a nice gym and they hire people to come to the gym to do fitness classes. Nice. Then it's like you have no excuse to be fat. Wow. Is that in your rent? <laughs> Uh, well, yeah. So you you get a gym it's, membership in your like paid for through your rent. I mean, yeah, it's not the best gym. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, is it like when I um when I first was looking for places in Visalia, uh, I would see these. Oh, we have a gym, and I'd be like, oh, that's great. This way, I can save money on a membership. But then it would be like there's like two machines. But it sounds yeah. like this is a little more complex because they have classes. We have four machines. Wow. Yeah, uh, but there are nice machines. Like each one has um, a little screen on them, and you can plug it into your iPhone or whatever. Oh, I hate that so much. I really like it. That's good. I'm glad that that helps people. But it hate oh, it just burns me up. I mean, you don't have to do do that. Well, here's the problem with screens, though, is that they're very hard to not look at when they're near you. I mean, do they yeah. shut off? Yeah. Okay. They shut off if nothing's plugged in. Then that's great and fine. But what what okay. really burns me up is when you can't shut them off. Like at best, you can tell them no, no, just do your demo loop. Because then I sit there and mm-hmm. I watch the stupid like loop of like, look how amazing this screen is. Or I just <laughs> <sighs> so I recorded myself. I was extremely drunk on a Tuesday night, so that's a good sign. I've done this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was really curious. Like, am I that much different when I'm drunk? So I was recording myself, and I was just sort of narrating myself. And what I was doing, because I knew I was going to do that anyway, whether I was being recorded or not. Um, and I listened back, and I find drunk me delightful. Oh, me too. Wanna... I, I like that girl. This is why I'm complaining about not hanging out with you when you're drunk. Mm. 
And why am I not drunk that much? <laughs> I I don't know. That's your problem. Uh, <laughs> I've been doing a lot of um uh like lately, I, you know, it's not like I'm just like pounding the drinks or anything, but lately I've been finding that I I I get myself to that sort of like like madman level of booziness, if you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Business drunk, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's like, I don't know, it's just not that much fun. No. It's kind of That's why they beat their wives. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, why aren't we getting extremely drunk at 10 in the morning and then doing a podcast? You know, I'm up for it. (laughs) I got shit to do today, so maybe not. But next week or two weeks. Two weeks from now. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're familiar, or you've heard of the Stop Podcasting Yourself podcast, correct? Yes. Oh, I like that show I so much. Listen to that. Oh, more. you sh- it's they're just so fun. Like it's it's the most relaxing podcast to listen to, I think, mm-hmm. because and it's funny mm-hmm. at the same time. I want them to be my best friends. Um. Uh. Oh, but they did a segment which I love, which I wish they would keep doing. It was just called "Wake Up and Call Us," and the, the entire thing. <laughs> The entire thing was just like set your alarm for the middle of the night and put your phone next to you. And as soon as it uh, goes off, call us, like speed dial the number and just say the first thing that comes to your mind. And there were a bunch of these and they were all awful. And But I really loved it. I loved that they were always like uniformly bad. It was not a good idea in any way, but they really should have stuck it out. Oh, man, you should not do that. Because <laughs> it would just be like, what? hey, I'm just you told me to call you. And, all right. Good night, guys. Like that was, and I think Megan would hate you. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, "Are you serious? That's what you just set an alarm." <laughs> oh, shush! I always get in like three hours after she went to bed. Anyway, she's used to like people marauding around. Mm. It's a big marauding problem in our apartment. You know, you gotta stop living next to Vikings. <laughs> I'm just saying. I choose. You know. That was really one of the selling points of this apartment, was it was in between Flava Flav and some Vikings. <laughs> now, I could see going in how that would be a selling point, but I really hope you've learned your lesson. No, it's a living community for kooky professionals. Professionals of the kooky arts. Is marauding an art? Um, If you're doing it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. May- I mean, maybe I would consider boat building an art. Aren't they building their boats? Yes. Um... We only have a tiny little fountain in the courtyard, so they don't really quite fit, and there's a lot of upsetness about that, especially when they have one of their funerals. Yeah. Um, sure, cause, sure. You know, you, it's it's hard to convince yourself that Valhalla is just on the other side of this fountain that's like three feet in <laughs> diameter. But, you know. I, <laughs> it's hard to be a hiking in the 21st century. Yeah. It's hard to be a Viking in, in the 21st century. Well, I, 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 yeah, I would say a hiking's gotten easier than ever, really. Oh, I think With so. With those yeah. little handheld GPS things. And, and the apps. And the apps. It's always the apps. <laughs> I'm going to start bringing that up anytime anyone tries to like engage me in conversation. I'll be like, oh, and the apps these days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's going to get old. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you right now. That's all right. old now. I don't know about I'm... you. Like, 95% of the people I meet at parties are super obnoxious. So, so I'm totally okay I don't okay go to parties. This. I know, like, don't three bother. people. I don't go to parties. <laughs> no, but that sounds like a great party to three of you. Uh, oh, yeah. No, it's a lot of fun. I think maybe except for Grant. I always get the sense that he's not having fun. But that's... 
Yeah. That's I've always had that sense, and I just assume it's because he does not have fun with me around. I don't think he has fun. Hmm. I think he has fun when he's reading real clear politics. Wait, is that the name of a site or? It is. Uh... It's a uh, name of a site that's famous for pulling articles from a variety of sources that have been well cited. Oh, well, that sounds good. Yes. That doesn't sound fun. It sounds good. No, <laughs> I, I'm. It's like, well, I'm really glad that that exists, but you know. He enjoys um uh games, right? Like board games and stuff. He enjoys himself a game. Yeah. He enjoys himself. I think he has um... fun with that. Yeah. Yeah. I thought of um He needs friends. Mm. He needs friends his own speed. <laughs> you just make some friends your own age, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Grant. <laughs> Forty. <laughs> yeah, I th- I thought of I thought of you uh the other day. Aww. Yeah. Just uh I was making a collage that was just like two Catherine. Love Tim. <laughs> I love you this much. <laughs> Another collage? Seriously, Tim? Well, the idea is that eventually you'll have a collage of collages. Whoa. Mm-hmm. It's, um... My, I, I bring you the gift of Synecdoche. So. Uh, yeah, no, we, we were... We were having a picnic in the park. Um, arbitrarily. And, Alliteration. Yeah, a park picnic. Um, and our, uh, we met our friend Meredith. Who uh, we expected to bring her boyfriend, like you know, her serious boyfriend. They lived together and everything, and he just wasn't there. And it was like, oh, where's Steve? Uh, oh well, you know, to be honest, I was super grouchy yesterday, and eventually he just left and went and played Sailors of Catan, and he came back at like two in the morning <laughs> after Settlers of Catan bender. <laughs> and then he was like, nah, I don't feel like it today. So okay, but yeah, it was, I don't know, reminded me of. Uh, I don't know. I think you're the only um, you're the only other couple I know who like are both familiar with Sailor of Catan and may just like like it seems reasonable that Grant would just go play Sailor of Catan for a few hours. Oh yeah, he just did. Oh that. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not really in in, in the board game scene, so. Um. Oh, all my board games are behind me. Can you see them? Sailor of Catan. There. Yeah. Maybe that's why I had that connection. Puerto Rico. I have um, the Cthulhu edition of Munchkin. Munchkin. Hmm. Impulse buy. Yeah, Munchkin's adorable. It's like um, a very short card-based version of funny Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, that sounds fun. And I, I, it's really cute. I like the... I'm, I'm getting more and more into the idea of like short games where it's like, it takes ten minutes and then you yeah. can play five or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. At this point, all my uh, board game opinions don't come from interacting with board games, playing board games, or anything like that. It's just listening to those guys on Ludology talk so nerdily about board games. Oh my god, no, could not keep subscribing to Ludology. (laughs) I don't operate on that level. It was was this total, like, the reason I kept listening, because it was totally a scheduling thing. It was just that they release early on Sundays, and... I, w- I would I would always not have anything because I would blow through all my Friday afternoon ones and then I don't want to sure. listen to wait wait don't tell me um, that's my going to sleep podcast uh, mm-hmm. and then so I would take that <laughs> anyway no never mind eat it Sagal <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, right so then I would want I'd have to bike to the beach because I had beach frisbee on Sunday afternoons. And so I would be like, no, half hour bike ride. What am I going to listen to? And it would always be Ludology because it's like, eh, 
this is just just entertaining enough. Oh, look, they're going to talk about, um, uh, oh, I don't know, like, capture and deliver games, or... Oh, yeah, roll and move games! <laughs> Is roll and move dead? Let's hash this out! That's alright. So, I at least appreciate that, because it was, like, sort of a philosophical discussion of what's up with gaming. But the one that was, like, totally, like, I, I had to s- step back and be like, Really? I'm still listening to this podcast. Was um their 50 for 50? I think they'd done like 50 episodes or something. And so they decided to name their favorite 50 games each. And so like and and pretty what? Pretty literally, they were just like saying the name of the game and the other guy would go like, "Oh yeah, that was a pretty good game." And they would like talk about <laughs> it for like a minute or two. And they this because it was each so there was a hundred total. They actually ended up splitting yeah. it over two like hour and a half long episodes that were like that. Basically, when you just looked at the the fundamental pieces of it, it was just names of games and short like small talk about it. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Guys, so now this is quality entertainment. <laughs> I, I well, we at least have the sense to keep it short. We do, yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, we could really only stand each other for 45 minutes. I'm already done, practically. You know, I mean, it's your face. That's really my issue. Oh, uh, well, I could switch off. Let's just put, like, a big Brad Pitt picture here. Can we Can we go with a bear? Um, That would <laughs> bear be Bear awareness! I seriously, I really, really want this, like, bear propaganda poster. It's just, like, a picture of that bear, maybe stylized. And then it just says, like, um, uh... The price of safety is constant vigilance, or something, and just like the <laughs> picture of the bear. In your um, Stalin-esque <laughs> country that you run, there's bear as the enemy. Yeah. Which is, yeah, like that was the problem with when I was thinking about bear propaganda, is that there really is a lot of bear propaganda because, uh, you know, the Russian bear, because the bear represents Russia. But there's also a lot of positive bear propaganda. Like what? I mean, Yogi, there's Smokey the Bear. Smokey. Yogi, the, that's not, well. So That's pretty positive. He is pretty lovable. Is Yogi. That Ranger Rick. They, I mean, nobody likes Ranger Rick. No, he was a real stick in the mud. And he is just doing his job. Yeah. That's all he's doing. You no, know, I mean, I, th- I think the deeper thing to pull out of this is that no one likes technocrats. No one likes bureaucrats. Which is really, it's, it's, that's. You know, the sad thing about Ranger Rick is he probably lost his job at the mill. Mm-hmm. Got retraining, worked really hard to get his degree, and landed a job as a ranger. And he's just trying to make a living now. What was his degree in? And his goddamn bears messing with his life. And you know what's really burns me about Yogi? I don't know what's happening. Is there like a dance club above your apartment? There is anyway. construction on all sides of me all the time. It's maddening. It's been like this for six months. Sorry. It really, it really is really frustrating. They're like, they're like three weeks out from being done, and I'm going crazy. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Okay, what really burns me is that I think this is really unrealistic. The woman who bakes the pie that Yogi steals never mad. Hmm. She's never mad. Well, no, well, hmm. I don't know. I think uh, tourists are idiots, right? Like, and it's not because of. It's not that those people are idiots. It's that when they're in the state of being a tourist, they're dumb. I mean, that's just true. You you go into a special state when you're in on vacation doing a tourist thing where you're just like, ooh, ah, oh, yeah, look at yeah. the trees. Um, Especially in the 60s. 
<laughs> Trees were way more interesting in the 60s. You know what else you think is just really incredible when you're a tourist for some reason? T-shirts with pot jokes on them. I don't know why. Huh. It's it, every place I've ever been yeah. that has like a, a fisherman's wharf, a, um, uh, a peg place market or whatever also sells like, um, pot shirts. It'll be like, uh, uh, it's the Puma logo, except it says like Fuma. And then there's like, uh, uh the cat oh is smoking God, a giant amazing. joint. <laughs> it's the worst. Oh, I'm so mad. <laughs> you wouldn't buy that if it was just in Coles. Like, no, I wouldn't buy yeah. it. Yeah. But... Well, and and you're a noted uh, uh, pot joke enthusiast. Now I know you don't approve of marijuana, but the jokes, the jokes are where it's at. Here's the thing about those lady with the pie. I really do think she would just be like, "Ah, it's a bear, and it's wearing a tie." <laughs> I think a bear and a necktie could get away with a lot of stuff, really. Uh, yeah, no, I think that's his whole gimmick. Is he has a necktie? <laughs> He stole a necktie from God knows who brought a necktie to Yellowstone. Some poor mauled man. He got a little a little bow tie for Boo Boo. Mm-hmm. Probably from the same guy. You know, I bet he was a science, a high school science teacher. Oh yeah, or Bill Nye. <laughs> uh, anyway, well, so here here's the question then: Is do you think you could do something similar? Because maybe this is a good strategy, right? To get your way is to find like a cute affectation that just makes you sort of just generally appealing enough that you can get away with, a, you know, 50% more than what you could have. Oh, man. You know, I just realized that is exactly how I move through life. <laughs> <laughs> now I feel bad for Yogi, but I still, I'm still on Ranger Rick's You're the here. Yogi. <laughs> I am the Yogi of life. And at worst, you're a self-hating Yogi. But I mean, nothing I do is illegal. <laughs> is it illegal to steal food? I don't know. Hmm. It's illegal to steal. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. You're you're on uh, national park law once you're inside the park, so maybe it runs differently. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Um, Yosemite has a courthouse. Like there really is like a whole separate jurisdiction. No, there isn't. There's a well, okay. there's a courthouse. No, no, no. Yosemite has a courthouse. Okay, I believe that. Does Yellowstone have a courthouse? Because he lives in Yellowstone. He lives in Jellystone, if we're going to be oh, really strict on this. Yeah. Oh, well. Why did they do that? Why did they have to do that? Food theme? What food theme? In that he was stealing things? Stealing pies. <laughs> a lot of sweets, actually, when you think about Picnic it. Picnic baskets. Picnic, yeah. Yeah. There's something about... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong here. Is... Does Yogi Bear talk even a little bit like Bill Cosby? Because I just feel like there's like the weird affectations have a lot in, a lot in common. Hey, boo boo, we're gonna go get some bigger new baskets. Versus, I'm I'm sure he was like aping a celebrity of the day. Like he was probably supposed to sound like a celebrity that I'm not familiar with. I mean, Snagglepuss didn't sound like any given celebrity. Yes, he very... did. He sounded like Paul Lind. Ew, Walligator. Uh, I don't remember a damn thing about Wally Gator. <laughs> uh, I'm tempted to make you listen to something from Wally Gator, but no, it's fine. Oh, uh, that's all right. <laughs> Did you ever watch, um... Uh... Golly! <laughs> oh, well, thank you. So, wait, how are you familiar with these characters? Because they were all, like, well off TV by the time we were we were coming up through the ranks. With Hanna-Barbera? Yeah, I mean, like, th- there were never Hanna-Barbera cartoons on when I was a kid. Um, yeah, there were. I mean, I watched a lot of TV. Hmm. 
Um, what's his face? Shark, shark, sharky, shark, shark guy. Uh, shark. Jabberjaw. Jabberjaw. Yeah. Now he was Curly from uh the Three Stooges. Wait. Oh, wait. That's, that's Curly. True. Yeah. Yeah. He's not. Um, was there a Jabberjaw movie or was that just a wonderful dream I had? Which one was on Josie and the Pussycats? <laughs> uh, they were related. I think they were all in that. There was a period there where some producer just kept saying, like, all right, it's it's teenagers in a band solving a mystery, but this time they're underwater. Or this time they're... Because I think, I think there you can draw a straight line between Scooby-Doo, Jabberjaw, and Josie and the Pussycats. I think they're all oh, like... Oh, you can. And in the most recent incarnation of the Scooby-Doo cartoon, they do. Oh, really? What do mm-hmm. they, uh, what do they do? Uh, there is an episode... Where Scooby is running a high fever, so he's at the hospital. The human hospital! <laughs> and so he has a fever dream, and the animation style gets all, like, old, and they, like, actually have, like, thick outlines and everything. And, uh, they go to this, like, mystery solvers, teenage mystery solving competition. <laughs> And uh, all of the kids are kidnapped, and it's up to the sidekicks to solve the mystery. Oh, wait. So are the sidekicks, those are all, um, that's your Jabberjaw, your your Scooby-Doo. Uh, yeah. Did Josie the, the Pussycats Herbie did the have buggy? a cat, right? I don't think so. So it was just, oh, they had a band manager. He was the sidekick, right? Oh, okay. Or I really didn't, uh, I didn't get enough of that. Okay. I can tell you that it was um that that buggy, that talking buggy. Okay. Herbie? Um, the love bug. That's what you mean? The love bug. Yeah. The love bug. Um, it was, hmm. it was this revolutionary ghost who I believe was a real Hanna-Barbera cartoon, but it was, had the exact same voice as Snagglepuss. Now, when we say revolutionary ghost, was it from the Revolutionary <laughs> War? Was it, it a was ghost intent on rising War. up? Was it, was it a brand <laughs> new paradigm shift in the world of ghosts? I mean, spoiler alert, both. <laughs> <laughs> it's always the ghost. Actually, it always turns out not to be a ghost. It's just a guy wearing a mask using a projector and fog very creatively. Well, yeah. A lot of projectors in the 70s. <laughs> Mr. Brownstein! <laughs> uh, yeah. It is a very lovingly rendered incarnation of Scooby-Doo. No, this sounds fun. This sounds exactly like... I um. What I really like is that they have parents. They do? Really? They have parents, oh, I finally. I like that a lot. None of the parents give a shit about their kids. They're all very into their own hobbies. Uh, well, <laughs> but they're there. I'm sure you saw Brick, right? Have you seen Brick? Mm-hmm. I just, I, I love in that movie uh, that is all about um, high schoolers acting as though they're like hard-boiled uh, drug underworld people. Uh, there's mm-hmm. the one scene where they're sitting in the like king, drug kingpin's mom's house and she just like brings in lemon squares. And like... <laughs> He's like clearly all beat up and like shit just went down and she's just like, oh, you want any more snacks oh, for your friends? That was beautiful. <laughs> that was a great movie. Everyone I've ever watched it with has been like, I don't get why they're talking like that. And I was like, because it's a stylistic choice. <laughs> anyway. Um, and they all loved Looper. I mean, anyway. <laughs> so mad. Um, no, I think, uh, I think the reason that I like stuff like that where the uh, sort of they expand the world of some limited 70s cartoon or something like that. It's very similar mm-hmm. to what we talked about with young adult novels or science fiction more specifically, where it's like, here's a set of rules. Now let's see what we can do to play with those rules. And sure. the world of like your Scooby-Doo or whatever was so small 
because it was aimed specifically at like six year olds. Um, yeah, that it's actually like it comes up with a similar thing. I don't think it necessarily uh, has ramifications for greater society, but I think the the mechanism is still the same. Where it's like, here's a very simple set of rules. Now let's see what happens if we uh, try to live in the real world with those rules or something. So like, right? Surely there would be a group for uh, teen mystery solvers. Do you think? I mean, I still don't feel like that question is answered. <laughs> which which one? What would happen? Why is there? Why does this town need a group of teen mystery solvers? Why don't they have a real detective agency? I don't know. Didn't your town have mysteries that needed solving? Um, I mean, there was a time that these kids got stopped at the border for pot, but <laughs> that wasn't much of a mystery. And you busted them. No, the border patrol busted them. <laughs> I'm confused. Why didn't you and your your gang bust them? <laughs> I wonder if that speaks um... to a, a strain of '70s vigilantism. <laughs> like maybe it was just a time when the law enforcement wasn't enough, and the kids took the Is law. Is there into their a own correlation hand? between vigilantism and '70s teen mystery cartoons? Uh, or excuse me, just teen mystery cartoons. How do you propose we find this data? Because <laughs> I would love to know the answer. But <laughs> so we go to the police department. Okay. We ask for the records. We sort through every record, or it's probably all on online. We can just control F vigilante. Right? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Why are you laughing? This would actually be my so, approach. <laughs> so call up, call up the internet, then hit control F and vigilante. No, you know, I don't no. even know why we have Google if we had Control F. The the entire police records, specifically police records. Okay, call up the police records. Yes, and Control F on the police records. Slightly, very slightly more reasonable. Yes. <clears throat> okay, and then number of hits translates to vigilantism. No, you go through each hit. Okay, and then we need to do uh, ratings, I guess, for. For uh, 70s teenage mystery-solving cartoons? You know, I don't even think that ratings are important. I would say how many teen mystery cartoons are on the air at a given, on a given season. Really? Huh. But, I mean, that's going to be such a low number. Three to five. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine it's zero for a long time there in the 80s. Hmm. What, uh, yeah, 80s was the, the domain of... Um, toy sponsorship cartoons. Right? More half-hour-long ads. Yeah, okay, so this makes a lot of sense, actually. 70s, the general malaise, a distrust in authority. And then we mm -hmm. shift into 80s, mm -hmm. Reaganomics, keep it going. It's all about pour pouring your money into the economy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, greed is good. All right, let's do the 90s. What was on the 90s? Uh, 90s a lot of anime uh, in the latter half of the 90s, right? I I perceive that as being early 2000, but I guess like oh yeah, like uh, Astro Boy made it over here in the 90s. Sure. When did Pokemon come out? I oh, I feel like that's that true. That term. was 90s. That was hardcore 90s. But that's more toy sponsorship. That's true. Okay, okay, fair enough. I felt like that sort of opened the door for a lot of um, a lot more to that anime. aesthetic. Yeah, yeah, exactly for the aesthetic. Suddenly, yeah. people are okay with people not having noses. But I would say the um. The hot time of anime would would be in the knots. Mm. I'm tempted to agree with you. Yeah, that was that was really when your Yu-Gi-Ohs came out. Your Yu-Gi-Ohs, 
your your triguns, your Digimon, your Yasha's Inu. Oh, oh boy, you were you got way deeper into this than me. I really don't want to talk about it. Um. So anyway, <laughs> your Cowboys Bebop. <laughs> is there anything funnier than changing where the modifier goes on plural? I don't think is there, there is. Anything funnier than being British? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Australia's pretty good. Oh yeah. What's your What's your favorite accent um, from an English speaking country? So you know, uh, from an English speaking country. Yeah. So like not Japanese accent or something. Great Gatsby Nouveau Riche. Oh yeah. Are you excited for that movie? I don't know. Should I be? Oh man. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't think I want to see the movie. I think I want to see an hour and a half of trailers for that movie stitched together and like looped and stuff because it's just so incredible oh boy did you ever see um Baz Luhrmann's uh Romeo plus Juliet so this was the Leonardo DiCaprio Romeo and Juliet movie oh no I never saw it oh my god watch the first jokes about watch the first 10 minutes and then forget the rest because like whatever okay but the first 10 minutes is incredible it's shot like an action movie oh Okay. It, it's like I guess it, that would have been new for the time. Yeah, you know how um the Romeo and Juliet starts with like the chorus saying like in fair Verona like they they lead the they give the uh they lay the groundwork. That's boring as fuck. Yeah, we all know that. <laughs> that whole play is kind of boring. Um, little predictable. <laughs> come on, Shakespeare, what are you doing? Be a little more original. <laughs> Like, I haven't heard this story a million times. Put them on my big list of hacks. Him, Orson <laughs> Welles, um, F. Scott Fitzgerald. Oh, my God. Who directed Casablanca? Come on. We know Pride goeth before the fall. We all understand. A million times. Socrates? Yeah. <laughs> what? I can't even think of anything Socrates said. Uh, something about Nightshade? Uh, uh, I think uh, I'll take hemlock. this nightshade. Hemlock, right? I think. Uh, are you sure it wasn't nightshade? I think uh, it was nightshade. It might have been. I always just, there, sure there was a uh, housing development put in where once there were farms near where I grew up. Was it called Hemlock Grove? It was called Hemlock Court. And I was like, come on! <laughs> Does anyone know anything? Like, how did this happen? Someone, someone in Hemlock this naming. doesn't grow in courts. We all know that. Yeah, exactly. It's it's ecologically inaccurate. Inaccurate. Um. Oh, so the movie starts with just like a black screen, and then boom! In fair Verona, it's awesome. Oh, that does sound awesome. Yeah, and and then um, uh, so none of the dialogue has changed. So they talk about swords a lot. But because it's supposed to be set in like you know 1990s of uh, like a modern Italian city, uh, uh-huh. they just made it so that the brand name of gun they all use is sword. It's it's so great. It's just amazing. Oh man, ten plus years later, that's kind of stupid. But okay. Oh no, no, it was stupid to begin with, Catherine. Okay, <laughs> that's good. what's great about it. As long as you're on my side with that. Yeah, it's really dumb. Like, there's a scene where um, the older Montague or something says, Hand me my longsword! And he pulls out this gun, and it's like... Like a shotgun? It's a shotgun. And then the, the camera takes a second to, like, zoom in and freeze frame, or, like, slow-mo down on the fact that it's engraved with the word longsword on it. And then it zooms back. It's like, oh my god, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> the director's being like, like, see? See what I did here? See? Do you like that? <laughs> 
So this is why I'm excited for The Great Gatsby, because it's going gonna, it's gonna to be all that stupid bullshit, but also with, like, more lights and a Florence and the Machine soundtrack. Oh, I mean, goodness. 300's happened, so we have that now. That's an acceptable aesthetic. Uh, three, so the problem with 300, I feel, is that it was too... The solution with 300, go on. It, it was just too brown and earth-toned. Like, why not just make it Technicolor? You already made it crazy. Make it super crazy. Enjoy the camp. It was, yeah, but it was, um, scattered with gold and red as well. That's true. I just think they should have sung and danced. Also, they looked like they were about to. It's theater. <laughs> <laughs> what was the um? What was the problem with three hundred? Uh, I mean. I think that aesthetic was kind of, specifically in 300, I think that was really overdone. The slow down, speed up thing, that was a little overdone. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, well, the problem was it was so, like, people were so into it that it also got, like, repeated over and over again. Yeah, I mean, I saw it in theaters when it came out. It was really awesome. Mm-hmm. But then a year later, I... No, I think I think I think what's happening here is uh, Zack Snyder, the director of 300, is having the same mm-hmm. exact problem Shakespeare had. It's just that like it was really cool when he did it, and then everyone just followed because it was so great and groundbreaking. And now mm-hmm. we just the whole thing seems boring. So now he's on our list of hacks. Yeah. Well, I I think I'm just gonna say right here. Maybe I have a change of heart. Maybe Zack Snyder is as good as Shakespeare. I love that conclusion. I love that conclusion a lot. All right. Well, I don't know. We've been BBSing for a while enough. You want to call this an episode? Ah, uh, yes. About 70s cartoons. Yeah, about Hanna-Barbera. I think that's... Yeah. We didn't even talk about Wacky Racers. <laughs> next time. Yeah, next On Hanna-Barbera Part 2. All right, so that's the Doom to Fail podcast. We'll be back next week. Please come join us. Until then, that's Captain Cogut over there. And Tim Dobbs over here. Bye. She Bye. sees what she wants to see.